You're listening to the Girls on the Grid podcast with Tanea and Priya. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Girls on the Grid podcast. I'm Priya and I'm here live at Sydney Motorsport Park for the National Round of Formula Ford. Lots of racing happening this weekend. Tanea is up at Queensland Raceway uh, for the TCR up there. So lots happening, but let's get straight into this week's episode. This week's guest is a new face in the game. 16-year-old Imogen Radburn is currently in her debut season of Formula Ford. She is a super keen racer, so Tanea and I sat down and had a great chat with her about her season so far and her goals. And later in the pod, I also caught up with her again at Sydney Motorsport Park during the Sunday to check in on her progress. So make sure you hang around a bit after the chat because I also caught up with Macy Place, who was racing the RX-8 Cup Series at Sydney Motorsport Park. And for Tanea at QR, she managed to grab Alice Buckley for a quick catch up. So definitely make sure you have a listen, but let's get straight into this week's chat with Formula Ford driver, Imogen Radburn. Imogen Radburn, welcome to the Girls on the Grid podcast. Hello, thank you so much for having me. So Imogen, for those who don't know who you are, give us a little summary of Imogen Radburn. You're obviously in your first season of Formula Ford. What else is going on? Um, so I'm currently 16. Um, I'm in year 11 at Formula Um I'm completing a TAFE course as well, doing mechanical um, on light, heavy vehicles. Um, I'm also a swim teacher once a week at Meadow Swim School and then I also work in donuts on the weekend, um, which are very unique donuts. They're massive over the top. Um, and I'm also working at Boost Juice, which I've been there for five years. So it's a jam-packed week. You're run by Cameron Hill's racing team in Formula Ford. And Cam Hill, he's quite a successful driver. He's done Porsche. He's done Super 2. What's it like having the guidance from such a talented driver like Cam? Um, I love having Cam's guidance. Like He's able to explain to me in many different ways of how I can fix up my driving or how my driving is different to the other drivers on the grid or even the drivers in our team. Um, as we found from go-karts, I'm a very smooth driver. When I had to move up to performance karts in um, seniors, I wasn't used to driving crazy and just throwing the power on. So we found that with Formula Ford and I couldn't qualify well and um, it just kept taking so long to get a fast time and by the end of the day I'd be really fast but in that morning it'd take a bit um, and we found that in go-karts and then Cam said the exact same in um, Formula Ford so he's been working with me a lot on how I can improve that um, but having his guidance is very good. Yeah awesome and a part of the CHE racing team is also Tom Sargent. Now Tom and Cam paired up together in this year's Bathurst Six Hour, and they took home the outright win. So, is it fair to say that you've got pretty good uh, people looking out for you? Tom hits. Tom has just finished round two of Porsche Michelin Sprint Challenge. He's a ripper guy. I worked with him when he was in Formula Ford. So, what's it like to have him there to learn from, where he's only a couple of steps ahead, where Cam's kind of 
you know, is now in Super 2 and is at, is at that top level. What's it like to, you know, lean on Tom Sargent and all of his advice? Um, I love having Tom as like a teammate and someone that looks out for us all. Um, we've had a few road trips together when I first started in Formula Ford as mum and dad owned a truck business, so they were always busy. So I'd have to go down to Winton with Tom. I think I did it three times and um, he like the way up and back. He was giving me pointers on how I can improve and how just because I'm the new kid, I still have the capability of everyone else. Um, as I was as confident in a Formula Ford as I am in a go-kart, um, it was that whole thing of knowing that I can do it just because everyone else is faster doesn't mean that I can't do it. Um, but we also had a running joke because he had to be my mechanic one time. And I said, oh, God, everything's going to fall off. And luckily nothing fell off. <laughs> so, yeah, like having Tom, it's like that older brother figure in the team. Um, having, seeing able to compare our footage to his, especially when he was in Formula Ford, like he was the guy. He was always fast. No matter where he went that first lap, he was out of everywhere and just gone. Um, so, like, watching how he drives in those first few laps helped me a lot to realise what I can do compared to what I am doing now. Um, so, yeah, I love having Tom as, like, a big brother. I see him as in the team. Yeah, you've definitely got heaps of guidance there, which is awesome. And how has the season gone for you so far? Um, so far in the New South Wales Championship, I think we've done we've done two races and I've currently sitting fourth in the championship, so that's a big confidence booster, I feel. Um, as we're just coming in for our first year, we'll see how we go, use it as a test year for nationals next year. And then this weekend we've got a big first national round at Sydney That's a, with the New South Wales round. Um, and I also did a round at Winton, so it was my first race in the Victoria State Championship. And I think we got we got 11th, and my top goal was top 15 or top 20. Um, and then we got 11th four times. So that was a positive thing for me. Yeah, awesome. It sounds like you're definitely, you know, coming onto a national stage and even in state stage in your first year is really impressive. And it's really cool to watch your journey. What are you hoping to improve on and what are your goals for the rest of the season? Um, my goals is just to finish every race. Like no matter, that's my biggest thing. It's just always got to finish a race. I don't really mind. Like obviously I want to be at the front, but if something goes wrong, you just got to keep pushing. Um, the way I see it is I could be coming last, but I could be doing my best. So it's always putting that 100% effort in. Um, I think my goal is just to finish in that top five for the championship, um, especially this weekend. I'll be able to see where I sort of am at the moment compared to Australia's like Formula Ford guys, I guess. Um, and like being the only female in the Formula Ford Durotech, um category, it's just that whole thing of trying to beat the boys no matter what. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. And when was it, well, going back a bit, when was it that you decided to move up from carts into cars? Um, So it's pretty funny because I didn't have a clue who Cameron Hill was. Um, I had no idea. I'd watched Supercars, watched Super 2, never really. I watched the Porsches, but I didn't know the drivers. Like I, I knew a few of them, like Cooper Murray and stuff, but I didn't know the other guys. And then um, it got... Cam rang dad when he was at work and then 
he was just like, oh, I was at the Canberra State Titles and that State Titles, I went in with the attitude of I've got this, like I'm going to win, I know I can do it because I was always fast there. And then I got taken out on the seventh lap um, after coming from like I had a really bad day, like I had two DNFs, so I was starting from the back, but I knew I could get at the front. Um, and then I got taken out with seven laps to go, so I went, from I think I qualified like seventh or something from all the DNFs and then I moved up to first after seven laps. Just seven laps to go, I got then taken out back to like 15th, I think it was. I was absolutely heartbroken, but Cam still rang down after that as I was able to still drive back to, I think it was like eighth or seventh again. Um, But it was that whole mind game of, where I'm going to get to and then Cameron Dad and Dad didn't know who he was I thought it was a scam like I thought it was some big joke um I was petrified I was I was like to Dad I'm not driving a Formula Ford like I've been doing go-karts for two years like I'm not ready I was I had no confidence in myself I was like no I'm not doing it and then I did a my first day at Wakefield Park this year in January I said to dad, I'm doing this. Like, I don't care how much it costs. I want to do this. This is my dream. Like, this is where I want to start out. And then it just started from there. And Cam was just glad that I could change gears and didn't ruin the gearbox. (laughs) That's so cool. And it's so cool that you're following your dreams. We're all about that here at the Girls on the Grid. So to get a little bit, to get to know you a little bit better, let's go back to where it all started. Where did your interest in motorsport come from? Um, so I wanted to race motorbikes. So I've been, I've had a motorbike since I was about four, I think I was. Um, I wanted to race motorbikes. <laughs> Mum said, no way in hell you're racing motorbikes. So it took me three years to get her to say yes to a go-kart. So dad brought a go-kart without her knowing. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. And then my sister drove it down the, like, the go-kart down the driveway and I just started bawling my eyes like I didn't know what it was for I didn't know if I was it was for her or if it was for me because she was driving it and then dad had my motorbike helmet in his hand and he's like oh here's a surprise I hope you enjoy it and then we went up to Kimberley Grange and that's when I did about three months there and then moved into the Southern Stars series in Cutting New South Wales um so, yeah, that's where it all really started off. But it was a long journey for, to get mum to say yes. And how did you go in karting? What were kind of the highlights of your karting career? Um, so I did it for – I'm still doing it currently as, like, for seat time. Um, but I did – I got two state titles. One was, like, official and one there wasn't enough people in the class so it didn't classify, which was a bit annoying. Um, but the Port Macquarie state title that we won, I won by 10 seconds. So that was a huge um, win for me. Um, I'm also cutting this as well as Ambassador currently as well. Um, that's a bit of a proud role that I have with them. Um, and, like, we've had a lot of championship wins with Southern Stars and club rounds and club championships. But um, it was a very busy year last year. We had... 28 weekends in a row we weren't home because we were go-karting yeah and it's so awesome to know that your sister your younger sister Addison is also into go-karting and and loves to race too and you guys at Radburn Racing Team are repping it for the girls and we love to hear that does she have similar plans to follow in your footsteps I hope she does um 
she's she's that type of girl that will give everything a go but can get a bit scared out of it um obviously we hope that she follows but obviously she I know she wants to be a dietitian so that's her dream at the moment is to just be a dietitian she just wants to be a sport dietitian in motorsport or footy or something big she just wants to be a big dietitian um but obviously if she had the chance she'd jump in a car straight away we've got an XL in the shed ready for her when she can start driving that around before she gets in a formula forward because I don't need her crashing that after she crashed my go-kart the first time she drove it yeah that's really good that she's got you to look up to as well if she does choose to go down that path but coming back to where you are now in formula forward where are you hoping to take it what are your career aspirations I've always wanted to do V8 supercars as I mean I have a V8 supercar one up on my wall um, and that all started from when I went to the supercars in Gold Coast um, and I didn't know what really, I'd never been to the supercars before, I'd watched it all the time, but seeing them drive around that Gold Coast track was just like, yeah, I want to do this for a career, this is what I want to do. Um, I went and spoke to Gary Rogers for a bit and then he was like, yeah, this is a stepping stones of what you're going to do and then I was like, all right, um, and then I was like, can I buy the bonnet off you that James Golding just crashed when Garth was still driving for that team? Um, so we bought that. We bought two rims off him and now a door as well. So our room's pretty decked out. So it's definitely a dream that I have. That's so cool because that bonnet that's sitting behind you is actually from the year that I worked for GRM. <laughs> so I was GRM's videographer in 2018 when Garth and James were at the team. So that's that's kind of cool. That's pretty cool. I like yeah. seeing that behind you. I love it because Garth wrote on it. It wasn't me with his signature, and then above, <laughs> that's awesome. Like as my um like clothes drawer, my tall boy sort of thing. I've got a toolbox, so that's like my clothes drawer. That's where my clothes are in a toolbox. So it's definitely something different. So it's fair to say it's fair to say that motorsport kind of consumes your life a little bit. Yes, and just definitely. for those who are. Uh, obviously listening to this podcast only behind Imogen's frame uh, on video here is a Wilson security front bonnet of James Golding from 2018. Just so you guys all know what we're talking about. And so now at only 16 years old, you're racing in formula Ford, which is awesome. But is there anything else career wise that you'd like to do maybe outside of motorsport? I wanted to always, I still want to, um, I wanted to be a diesel mechanic due to dad having a transport company it was always that thing of that's what you want to do or I want to just drive trucks but mum's like you don't want to drive trucks for a living um so I'd love to take over his business and have it as a third generation sort of thing um or like I've been like loved being a swim teacher so I'd love to own my own swim school with this with a gym in the inside as well as I want to do my personal training certificate as well so it's definitely something to do with sport um like as I've seen with Maddie Stewart um like her whole gym I love that idea and seeing so many motorsport people going there it's just that thing of you can have a gym that's also you have the people that you know from your sport that can also go as well so I feel like that's a good career path for me 
Yeah, Fitzdor Labrador, which is owned by Madeline Stewart, who races in Porsche Michelin Sprint Challenge, is a bit of a hot spot for a couple of motorsport drivers up uh, on the Gold Coast. I've been there a couple of times and I got my absolute butt kicked. But it makes me feel better that I know that Chaz and Chaz Mostert and a couple other drivers and, you know, Callum Hedge and Harry Jones, a couple of Porsche drivers, also go there and get their butts kicked. So that makes me feel a little bit better on the inside. But you said that you're working three jobs plus going to school and you're only 16. Like, what? What does a normal week look like for you? Because I'm kind of interested how you fit it all in. Everyone says I'm super busy, but this girl down here is doing three jobs. So Monday afternoons, I used to work um, at the swim school on Mondays as well, but my best mate, he's back after his heart surgery, so that's awesome. Um, and so Monday afternoons is my day off and we get to finish school too. So that's a really good thing. I could just hang out with friends and, um, do whatever I want to do. And then Tuesdays is usually when I have Pilates. Um, so I go do that. Um, in the mornings I'm planning, I'm doing a gym plan with the local gym called Northy Gym down here. So he's going to whoop my ass in the gym probably in the mornings as I'll be up early. Um, and then Wednesdays, I'm in the pool from four till six, teaching little kids how to swim. And then Thursday nights are boost juice from about two to seven thirty. Um, so that's always a fun job. And then Fridays are in the pool as well from four to five thirty, teaching little ones, or I'm at the go kart track or at a race track. And then the weekends, I'm usually at the donut shop both days, or away at a race track. So it's a busy week. <laughs> yeah, you sound crazy busy. And what do you do to keep race fit? Do you have a certain fitness regime? Do you get on the simulator? Do you do anything to kind of keep you in tune? So I was partnered up with another gym down here. So I was going to there a few times a week as a class. And um, with Northy Gym, I know I'm getting a full meal plan, fitness plan, like a full set schedule that I have to follow um to improve like because everyone says I'm so little um I still don't have the strength enough for formula Ford. like I'll get out of the car after two sessions and I'm dead I'm in in the back of the truck asleep um so we obviously need to improve on that but usually it's Pilates helps me a lot I found um or a run or a walk whenever I can and obviously seeing friends with the whole mental fitness I still find important so growing up were there any drivers that you looked up to or that have helped kind of shape who you are or who you want to be as a driver? So I look up to Garth a lot. So I know his nephew and I didn't know it was Garth's nephew and I went on a cruise boat with him. I always said I wanted to do go-karts. I was dodging cars on the cruise boat. And then I was like, you really look like someone I know because he was exactly the same height as Garth. He was just a younger version. And he's like, oh, my uncle's Garth Tander. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't really know who Garth was, but I knew who he was. And he's like, oh, yeah, like my uncle's Garth Tander. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And he's like, don't you want to race? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, wait, your uncle is a V8 supercar driver? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, that's why I know your face. Like, I could just see the resemblance. Um, But I've always looked up to Anton. I've always fancied Anton when I was younger. But I look up to That's Chaz awesome. a lot now, nice. um, especially with, like, the whole – the whole. Um, I love how, like, he supports the Dolly's Dream 
foundation and stop bullying like the online bullying that he supports as well um as my team like the Radburn racing team we use that hashtag a lot um but I also look up to like Madeline Stewart a lot like how she juggles everything that she does and Leon Tanda as well um but yeah it's just a bit of everyone I guess like you just see how everyone else does what they do how they juggle everything in life and then how they still can perform on a racetrack no matter what yeah, those guys are awesome. And you yourself, you've only done a few Formula Ford rounds, but what would you say is your favourite track to race at? I love Winton just because I've been there so many times, doing so many test days there. But I find Sydney, like, it's the biggest adrenaline rush of your life. Like, Turn 1, I'm petrified of Turn 1, but I'm getting screamed at on the radio by Cam just telling me to hold it flat. Um, so yeah, I love Sydney how it's like just a flowing track that's long and it's not just stop, start, it just keeps going. So I guess you're super excited for this weekend. Yeah, definitely. The nerves are rising every day, but I'm definitely excited. All right, Imogen, I've got a question for you. Might hurt your brain a little bit, but you have an unlimited amount of budget, the best skills in the world. No stress about fitness, none of that stuff. What track are you going to and what car are you going to race in? I feel like Bathurst or Gold Coast. Either of them. I love them both tra- tracks. Um, since getting in a Porsche with Cam driving, it's that whole thing of like I'd much prefer that than I think I'd much prefer that than a Formula One or whatever. Um, I feel like either a Porsche or the supercars. Like as basic as that is, I just feel like they're the two cars that I'd have to choose out of. Um, But it'd obviously have to be a Holden, not a Ford. (laughs) Yeah, great. That's a really good choice. And going back to Formula Ford, there's obviously not a whole lot of girls, uh, but we've seen some come through with great success. Leanne Tander, she she won the championship in 2016. But do you think motorsport has more girls coming into it now than compared to when you first started? Go-karts, they're slowly coming in. Um, But I feel like we still cop it a ton. Like I don't feel since I started two years ago that the whole negative outlook on us has changed at all. Um, I obviously copped a lot of dads um, and the little comments of, oh, you got to beat her, she's a girl, and then, my dad turning around and being like, she's got a helmet on. You don't know if it's a girl or a boy. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, and obviously copying it off the guys that I versed. But I definitely feel like I've seen a lot of younger girls coming through, like the five, six age. Um, and obviously in their rookie stage, it was like the 10-year-olds. I've spoken to a few of them, like with being ambassador, you go around speaking to a lot of the younger kids. Um, but I also didn't realise, like, there is a few girls at the car track as well that I didn't realise, but obviously being one of the – there's only Kiara and I in Formula Ford, so there's only the two of us, and we're both in different categories. So I feel like there's – it's definitely getting better, um, but I feel like it's not as known that there's also girls out there. Have you ever felt any pressure 
being in such a male dominant sport, do you feel like you have to work harder to get noticed and to make that progression? Uh, definitely. I felt like I had to prove myself um, when I did the fighting national round, um, just because there wasn't many girls there. And I think there was two of us in K2 and there was a big step up. Um, and obviously, like, with the guys there, they were a lot, I feel like, more... They've been doing it for a long time. I was like a new kid, brand new to go-karts still. Like I didn't have one year of experience under me. Um, but I feel like, yes, definitely there's a lot more pressure on girls. Um, also, because there's still that label of the girls should be just the good girls. The girls are just there to look good. Um, so I found that I copped that a lot. Um, they were always like, are you going to be the next Renee Gracie? This is that. Um, which I just turned around and was like, you don't need to say that. But it's always that comment. I even had um, someone write me a letter um, and they mentioned her and I, I had to write, write back and say, sorry, but can you please take that out of the letter because that's not who I am. Like I'm not here to be the person that everyone just looks at. I'm here to race just like the boys with a helmet on. doesn't matter my gender. I've still got the same goals as everyone else. So I feel like, yes, definitely there's a um, big expectation on us. And it's always the – you hear people in the crowd um, saying, oh, the girls are always at the back. They shouldn't be out there or they're just a waste of time. Someone else could be in that spot. But I feel like we have the exact same achievements and the exact same goals. Um, I just feel like it is never-ending. <laughs> but I hopefully over the time it gets a lot better. No, well, you've definitely got a really good attitude and I'm sure that you'll definitely be able to prove them wrong. So that's really good. And our final question is, what advice do you have for other girls wanting to get into racing? Um, One major advice is just to stick with it, no matter how hard it gets. Like I copped it a fair bit um, in my younger years at high school of, you're not going to get anywhere, rah, rah. Like it was very, it was more like a bullying stage I guess you could say um but I just had to stick with it and me sticking with it has now got me into Formula Ford and uh, just got tons of more stepping stones in front of me with like the CHE guys I definitely know I can get somewhere with their support um so I yeah I just feel like go with your heart put everything into it that you've got and just know that you can do it Awesome. All right, Imogen, we have some exciting news to share with our Girls on the Grid listeners about this weekend in Sydney. It will have been the weekend just gone by the time they listen to the pod, but this weekend you'll actually be running some Girls on the Grid stickers on your car and we are stoked. I was so excited when I got the message back that I could. I was like, yes, like this is going to be posted everywhere. It was just so cool to be able to rep you guys and show my support to you guys as well i love it awesome so cool and priya you'll be on the ground in sydney this weekend to chat with imogen across the weekend so you guys will hear that next up in this episode but imogen we thank you so much for joining us on the girls in the grid podcast this wraps up our little chat right now but we will hear from you later in this episode when uh, you're on the ground racing your formula ford around sydney motorsport park so we thank you for coming to chat to us and we can't wait to see how you go this weekend Thanks so much for having me. Can't wait for it. 
big thanks to Imogen for joining us on the pod this week. So awesome to see the stuff she's doing. She's such a lovely girl and we're really looking forward to seeing how far she goes. So thanks again, Imogen. And on the Sunday at Sydney Motorsport Park, I was able to have a quick catch up with her and check in on her progress for the weekend. I'm here with Imogen Radburn at Sydney Motorsport Park. How's your weekend been so far? Um, pretty good. Um, we did have the best qualifying, but race one we pulled through with 17th um, from 21st and then just then we finished 18th. Um, we only had two proper laps to go with a safety car for the rest of the remainder of the race, I guess. So we started out at 18th. Um, I'm not sure if other people got penalties, so we might get pushed forward a bit, but so far it's out at 18th for race three. Great. And how are you finding the track? Is it is it fun? Is it scary? What are your thoughts? Uh, it's pretty good. Um, we're struggling with the last two corners of the track, but um, we've broken PBs all weekend. Um, we came with the mindset of we'll just try our best. Um, and I've successfully achieved my goals of top 20, so I'm trying to push to that top 15 now. <laughs> awesome. And you mentioned you had your first safety car restart. How was that? Oh, that was so nerve-wracking. I did not know what to do. I was just on the radio to my mechanic, Heath, going, what do I do, what do I do? But um, we learnt some things from it and um, we pushed hard, I guess. Great. And as we mentioned on the pod, you're ran by Cameron Hill. What have you guys been working on this weekend? What's he been teaching you? Uh, It's just a whole thing of get off the throttle, don't get on it too early um, and try to be more consistent as we usually are. Awesome. And I know you've still got another race to go, but is there anything that you're kind of looking ahead anything you want to take into the next round um i just want to be more consistent personally and i'm just trying to push even harder than i am and getting over that fear of i can break so much later and carry more speed instead of breaking early and then having to put the throttle on early and then um getting understeer everywhere so just try and fix that up great well thanks again for coming on the pod and good luck for your last race thanks so much for having me So this weekend, I also caught up with Macy Place, who was one of our previous guests. She was racing in the Mazda RX-8 Cup Series this weekend, and I was able to grab her for a quick little chat between races on the Sunday to see how her weekend was going. I'm here with Mazda RX-8 Cup driver, Macy Place. Macy, how's the weekend been so far? Uh, So Friday, um, we were trying to do setup, and the track was so slippery. Like, I've never been at a track that's as slippery as it was on Friday. Um, so yeah, setup was very hit and miss and we missed. So, um, when we went out for qualifying on Saturday morning, um, couldn't really get a good time and I, I couldn't get the car where I wanted it to be. And I also wasn't sure how I was going to be on weight. So I came in a lot earlier than I probably should have. Yeah. So for race one yesterday, I wasn't aware there was a problem with the car before I went out because I had actually tested solenoids earlier in the weekend. But when I went out, I ended up having a massive power problem and the car had nothing coming out of corners, nothing down the straight. And it ended up being a solenoid, which usually, um, usually they don't suddenly fail. So it was a very odd thing for it to work in qualifying and then go out for the race a few hours later and the solenoid's just not working. So, uh, yeah, this morning chucked two new solenoids in and it seems to be all good again. As well as being a driver, you're also very busy running a three-car team. So how do you manage being a driver but also working on the cars and just managing everyone? Uh, Well, Friday was very crazy because... In the first session, we had uh, Daniel's car, which is Elvis. Uh, he did a 
front oil seal so we had to like pull all the pulleys off the front of the engine and replace the oil seal on the front of the engine which is like a nearly an hour's job because everything's burning hot and just it, it's it's not a fun job i'll say that um and then we had problems with my car that was when i originally tested the solenoids and everything but it ended up being a different problem it was a vac line that had come off so my car was having problems too and sam's car was having a few problems it w was very easy to fix on his so that was just mainly chasing setup and stuff on his so putting a little bit of toe on the rear and seeing where we could go so this weekend um having three cars that are all having a few issues has been very very busy mm -hmm. uh, but yeah we're managing so like I do it as a job so I'm able to just know in my head exactly what to look for and I can relay that back to dad and dad has of course seen me do all these jobs before so he knows basically what to do. Yeah great and can you also explain the names of the car and how they all got their names? So the car I drive is called Frogger and that was basically, I had Glenn Nichols was commenting on all my Instagram and Facebook posts just saying, oh, Frogger this, Frogger that. And so that ended up sticking. So the car just got called Frogger because it's bright green. Like it, it really stands it's out. Green, yes. Yeah. Um, Elvis got his name because that's the car I originally was racing. And before my first ever race, I put him in the wall and so quickly got him fixed up then had my first ever race like a week later so i was very scared and then i ended up putting elvis into another wall again here i think a year later or something so that was back in 2019 and basically wrote the car off but i like a challenge so we fixed it in our shed ourselves and then leased it out for a year and in that year we leased it out to another competitor it got crashed in every single round. So, yeah, we ended up calling him Elvis because more hits than Elvis. Um, so, yeah, there's not a panel that hasn't been replaced. Even rear quarters and everything have been replaced on that car. And then Dynaco got his name simply because I needed a name for it. And They all have names. Yeah, the, the internet came in clutch once more. Great. And you've also got your daily road car, your Mazda. You said you weren't going to be pulling parts out of it, but how many parts does it have left? If you go look in the engine bay, it's missing a battery, an alternator, a water pump pulley. Um, Are you even going to be able to drive at home? I, I'm hoping I can drive at home. But I don't want to put the broken parts from the race car onto the road car because then I won't make it home. Yeah, of so, sadly, I've got to wait till after the race to be able to get my road car going again. It'll be yeah. interesting. Yeah. And what are you looking to improve for the rest of the weekend? Um, I'm looking to improve myself as a driver. I've just been having some confidence problems and um, just I'm not confident on a slippery track. So I'm trying to get myself more confident, um, learn how to set the car up better for understeering because I don't like understeering at all. It's very scary. Um, and, yeah, I'm just hoping that my two lease drivers have a good time. Great. Well, thanks for the chat and good luck for the rest of the weekend. Thank you. And up at Queensland Raceway, Tanea managed to pull aside go-karter Alice Buckley, who was hanging with Melinda Price for the weekend, for a little catch-up about what she's been up to. All right, guys, it's Tanea here, and I'm on the ground in Queensland Raceway, and I have found one of the girls selected for the FIA Girls on Track program this year. She races go-karts and she's a girl on the grid and her name is Alice Buckley and she's here with me just before she jets off to France to go over and 
compete against all the girls from around the world who have been selected for this program. Alice, welcome to the Girls on the Grid podcast. And what are you up to this weekend in Queensland? Um, I'm here hanging around the track, just having fun, getting to meet people, knowing people. And you're here with Melinda Price, yeah? Yes, I'm here with Melinda Price and Josh Hunt. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about this cool program that you've been selected into. How many people applied, do you know? Uh, so overall there's 14. There's um, six in the senior category that I'm competing in. And how I got selected was I was meant to go two years ago, but sadly COVID wouldn't let us with travel restrictions. But we've been selected again this year and we're able to go. So we leave tomorrow. That's so cool. And what are you, what are you expecting when you go over there? Have you been overseas before? I've been overseas once to race in Singapore in carts, but I'm, I don't know what to expect. I'm a bit nervous and I'm um, very excited. So do you know much about what the program involves? So you land over in France and then what's next after that? So we're going to have a few days where we do testing in the cart and then we do a simulator race day. We do a media training day and we do a gym day. Awesome, sounds like it's gonna be pretty full on. How long are you over there for? Uh, I'm going for three weeks, but it is very full on and very exciting. So for those who don't know, you currently race KA3, KA3 Senior in the Australian Kart Championships. How's your season going so far? Um, it's It's been as good as it can get because we swapped categories at the start of the year after round one or two of the Australian Kart Championship because we needed to change classes for when we get over there. So getting as much experience as I can and just racing as much as I'm able to. And what's next after you come back from France? We don't know yet. Whatever, I, if I can drive in anything, I will drive in anything. That's awesome. Thanks for joining us on Girls in the Grid podcast and good luck in France. Thank you very much. Well, thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the Girls on the Grid podcast. As always, hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to follow us on our socials. We're on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and most recently Twitter. So go chuck us a follow and I hope you all have a fantastic week and we'll be back in your ears next Monday. You've just listened to another Network R production.